Oh. One, two, three. All right. A little bit of a delay there, but we should be good. Okay. So yep. what's going on? <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So um. Why, why did we do this sync test, Matt? I, well, dude, I mean, like, back and forth is going to be a little difficult, so it's just, like, go through the whole preamble. Right, I, I know. So, what you, what you viewers are hearing right now is we're trying a different setup thanks to this whole COVID-19 issue. So, Matt is all the way over at his home. I'm all the way at my home, which we're way far away from each other. And rather than meeting in person with the whole social distancing, we're trying to do recordings while we're over a Discord call. Yep. So, there will be pauses, and there might be some moments where it sounds like maybe it's a little choppier cut, and I don't know about Matt, but for me, I'm my quality level of, like, talking may be a little lower than normal, but that's because my um, microphone hmm. setup is not, the, not as great, because he's probably using his external mic i'm using a headset right now so there may be a little bit of like i don't know quality there will be some pause more pauses and even the way we do this episode is going to be different like we're doing a different setup on how we tell you tell you about the episodes anything you want to add to this matt all right so you're getting a little cut out there for on my end <laughs> um all right. Well, my when you get my recording, it'll definitely not have that cut out. Um, All right. Yeah, it should be good. Did you Did you yeah. want to uh, Did you want to add anything else? Uh, yeah. I'll say we're over the Discord chat that we're using. There's going to be a little in and out, likely, but we should probably try to work around it and expect some difficulties. Also, expect a slightly shorter episode. I don't know if you said that or not, Ben. Oh uh, yeah, I, I did mention that we're doing a different setup on how we tell the episodes. I didn't say it was going to be shorter, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a little bit short. But yeah, we, we should be good. Um, I'm ready to start when you are. We're going to be doing the uh, review format a little bit differently too, right? Yep. Yes, we are. And without further ado, here is the next episode. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Action Toon Bros podcast. I'm Ben Sturgeon. And I'm Matthew Lewis. And today we are on what episode? <laughs> oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> or uh, this is, uh, I think, 30, right? Okay, yeah. Episode 30 of Action Tune Bros, which is the second-to-last batch of Legend of Korra episodes. My word, we're nearing the finish. I never thought this would come this quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, without... <laughs> but, um, in trying to keep with this whole uh, setup and all that... Let's just cut right into it with episode 7 of season 4, Reunion. Now, Reunion. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, we start off with good old Shiro talking about how Kuvira defeated the Avatar and now has full control of the Earth Empire. And, of course, thanks to Opal and the, uh, Air, I the Air Island, uh, Air Temple Island kids, she's now free and it's been three years, but she's finally going back to Republic City. Meanwhile, Bolin and them, uh, Bolin and Varric are still like they escaped, and they are separate from the entire group, with all the information about the vi spirit vines. And that's pretty much what the uh, synopsis, like the synopsis, like last time thingy is. So we cut right into 
Naga playing with Pabu, more like Pabu's playing with um, Naga, and Korra and everyone come back. Naga's very happy, Tenzin's very happy, heck, even Boomju's pretty happy. But Tenzin literally cuts right into it by asking Korra what happened in Zaofu. Opal and Korra pretty much tell him that everything did not go well, Korra got defeated, and now every now Kuvira owns all of the Earth Empire. And of course, Tenzin's like, look, we didn't expect it, but we're just really glad you're home. Uh, every single one of us has to join in on stopping Kuvira. Um, and then this is when this is when Bumi asks about Bolin, and Opal's like, yeah, he, he, he's still with Kuvira, but we don't have any idea where he is. And that's exactly when we find out where he is. He <laughs> is carrying Varric on his back in the middle of a woods. Varric is all like, hey, wh- what's going on? Julie could carry me 20 miles after, after uh, Unavatu attacked and everything. And of course, Bolin just drops him. He's like, well, I'm not her now, am I? So Varric <laughs> goes to his second for his second phase which is defeat where he's just like yeah just leave me I've, i i'm a, i'm a miserable person i'm a horrible man and bolin's like uh uh-uh, uh no you're not getting away with that easily do i have to remind you that there's a super weapon being built that's going to destroy everyone and um after a rousing speech and more of Varric whining before that rousing speech Varric's like hey you're good with words. All right, let's get going. I'll carry you. And he does a horrible job at it. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut back to Republic City, where Korra finally sees Asami. And, you know, they, they have like a, oh you're, ba- oh, you're back, you know. Um, I like your hair and everything like that. And they're at, uh, I think it's the same restaurant from the very first season where Mako and Asami went. Um, probably, probably like that, and mm-hmm. where they meet Mako, because Mako got them a table, and Mako's like, "Oh, Cora, it's good to see you," and of course Prince Wu is there too, and <laughs> immediately starts flirting with Cora, and Cora's just like, "Um, who's this guy?" And as they're all sitting down and Wu's being Wu, Asami's like. Dude, Mako, I thought it was just the three of us. And Mako's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't ditch him. It's difficult, I know. Um, In which case, you know, after they order food, and uh, Asami tells Korra about, you know, brings up the fact that she's trying to get back in touch with her father. Korra is concerned, obviously, because she doesn't know what's been happening. And it causes a little bit of static between them. Meanwhile, Korra talks to Asami about them writing to each other, and Mako's like, wait a minute, why didn't you write to me in Berlin, you know? (laughs) And that causes a little bit of static, and as all of this static is going along, Wu's just like, okay, Mako, join me, I must pee. And Mako's like, dude, (laughs) pee on your own, I don't need to stand with you hand and foot all this time. And of course, Wu is sad and leaves finally leaving the three of them alone. And the first question that is asked when Wu leaves, Korra looks at Mako and says, you actually go when he pees? He's like, no, I stand out and watch it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, God. What could possibly go wrong? Well, Wu, because because we focus now on Wu in the bathroom. 
with a guy with a guy standing there saying, "Oh, you want a spritz of cologne?" And Wu's just like, "Make it a double. I'm having a rough day." And his rough day just got rougher because red gas knockout. Wu down. <laughs> and then we cut back to Bolin and Varric, which I'm an idiot because when Varric was carrying Bolin, I forgot to mention that they got they they stepped into a trap. Totally forgot about this part. I don't know why. Um, uh, it was a minor. Yeah. It was like the very last second. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, well, you see them in the trap again, and pa- and uh, Bolin's like, I wish Pabu were here. He could chew these ropes uh, ropes without any problem. And, of course, that makes Varric be like, you know who else had really sharp incisors? <laughs> Julie. I'm like, how do you even know that? Anyway, um, but as they're ta- contemplating what to do, a group of people walk out and go, oh, look, it's soldiers of Kuvira. They probably followed us right after they found out we ran. And, of course, they're like, wait, 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 we're not with Kuvira. We were in their, we were in their, in their inner circle, and Bolin's like, dude, Varric, no, we were, we were with Kuvira's inner circle, not anymore. We jumped ship. Please get us down. And then, of course, one of the guys like just gets like the flame dagger, like fire bending flare dagger. He's like, yeah, yeah. I know what to do with a bunch of you guys. <laughs> a and, bunch of you guys. <laughs> a bunch of you guys. <laughs> yes, it, a direct quote. Not really. It's not a direct quote. But we go yeah, yeah. back to the restaurant where Mako's like, hey, where's Wu? He's been in the bathroom for a long time, and the food just got here. I'm going to check up on him. Then he walks in, he's like, Wu, you okay in there, buddy? Your, <laughs> your octopus fritters are getting cold. And as he's walking in, Asami and Korra are, I, I, I guess they joined to go wait at the outside of the bathroom for some reason. Um, because yeah, Cora yeah. looks down a hallway and sees just some guy pushing a cart of like dirty laundry, like dirty uh, towels and stuff. And Cora's just like, I'm gonna be back with you in a moment, Asami. Walks over to one of the guys and is like, hey, have any of you seen Prince Wu? And the guy goes, nope, we haven't seen him. And instantly Wu pops out of the dirty clothes like, ah. And then Cora tries to stop them uh, with some earth bending and stuff. Doesn't work out. She gets literally slammed against the ceiling, and they drive off, which is which is good good that they drove off because that's when Mako and Asami run run in, and Korra's like, ah, th- that's them right there. Come on, we gotta follow them, and so we finally get to one of my favorite parts, the chase. Oh yeah, it's good. Yep, yep. We get we get a good old fashioned car chase, just like the good old days, <laughs> where you know Asami's driving, Cora's like Cora's uh, Cora's running towards the van, the the van, and of course the van's too fast because she tries earth bending it, doesn't it like doesn't go it goes through without any problem whatsoever, and then Asami catches up with Cora and is like, hey, get in, let's go, and as they're driving, <laughs> Mako's like, hey. They cut. Hey, we 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 could get them at at seventh, and Asami goes straight, and then you and then we learn. Mako's like, "Wait, what are you doing? You missed your turn." Asami's like, "Dude, I built some of these roads. I know them better than you." <laughs> I love yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, but then, of course, great. we we get like one of those scenes where the actual like the truck is on like the bottom, 
and the uh, the car, the Team Avatar car, is up on one of those like highway kind of things that's elevated. Korra just airbends her way down there, stop uh, stops the driver, notices Wu is not in the truck, and just pulls the guy out. Um, then stops the truck. Obviously, we don't want to forget that important detail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Ma- Mako starts doing his Batman impression. Where's the prince? <laughs> <laughs> and the the guy the guy was like, "Hey, you know what? He's probably the Kuvira by now. Hail, hail the great uniter." <laughs> and con- and conveniently, a police vehicle shows up, and the guy gets put in the custody pretty much. And uh, that I believe is the first half of this episode. This has been a lot that oh, yeah. that went on. So um. We'll start. I, I know you usually start with me because I'm the new one starting. But what are your thoughts oh, first, yeah, yeah. Matt? Uh, the first half of this episode I really enjoy because the group is finally back together. We get some like old school like uh, Team Avatar antics, and it's really really fun to see. I, I love them just hanging out again, doing the crazy cop missions, and just <laughs> breaking the law and saving people. Oh uh, my! I love them so much. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like. Even even with like the static at the beginning, like where everyone was getting on each other's nerves, that's yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of how Korra and Mako, I believe, started. So I was getting some nostalgic nostalgic vibes. And then of course something bad happens, and all of them are just instantly they just know what to do. Oh yeah, and also I, I forgot how much I uh, did not miss Wu in the last three episode batch. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes! Like the moment Wu came back, I'm just like, oh, this guy. I actually, I almost forgot he was a character. Yeah, well, he's new for this season, and just uh, he, uh, he literally, uh, Ed was right in the uh, first episode we did where he's like there to make uh, Mako look less annoying <laughs> by being more, being worse. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. How do you make the mo- how do you make the most annoying character less annoying? By giving the audience an even more annoying character. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Uh, so um, yeah. What ha- what happens next, Matt? Uh, the second half of the episode, it starts. Is it start back in the Earth Empire, right? Oh yeah, it starts back with uh Bolin and Bolin and Varric. Yep. Uh yeah, Bolin and Varric talk to their captors, and they find out that they are bound. They are actually a group of rebels or people from. Uh, did you, uh, we didn't discuss already that they were from uh, uh, non-Earth Kingdom people, that they were um, waterbenders and firebenders and such. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we we didn't actually get into that detail, but I did mention one of them does the, the fire dagger. Yep, we learned that these are from Korra of Korra, Kuvira's re-education camps, and that they are escapees, and they plan on using Bolin and Varric to uh, get past a huge wall by burying them from getting outside of the Earth Empire. Uh, they have them bound, but of course Bolin just lava bends out and says he wants to help because they need to get to the city to explain everything that's happening with uh, the crazy energy weapon they're planning. So they, uh, with their tattered outfits, they attempt to like infiltrate the weird giant wall that they have to get past. Uh, but no one believes Bolin with his smooth talk, so Varric gives a incredible <laughs> description of how oh. they got through. <laughs> Yeah. Did you catch all the stuff that he uh, says that he had to get uh, through? Like all the all I, all I know is it's like he had to get through like six badger moles, five hog yeah. monkeys, just list off a bunch of like random things. I didn't catch it all entirely, but oh, it's Varric, yeah. so it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so hilarious. It's amazing. But yeah, they finally get through all of that. Then Bolin, uh, they finally get through. But did they realize like their like suits are ripped or something like that? How do they realize that they're not captive? Um, 
the 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 reason why they actually the the earth guy the earth soldiers realize who they are is the guy who's sitting behind the window has two yeah. wanted posters. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the wanted posters of them. Yeah, it's very very funny. But uh, we cut back to Republic City. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Because in Republic City, we see that they, Mako and Korra, are decision to try to find where Wu is. Uh, they go through the vines because uh, Mako's like, oh, how did, how would we, we don't know where they are. They could be halfway to Kuvira by now. What are we going to do? Korra touches the vines and gets a vision of the of, uh, foggy swamp showing that Wu is in the train station. Uh, meanwhile, this is one that they actually get to the checkpoint and they get through, but then they're caught last minute. The next section is pretty much a huge, awesome fight between a bunch of robots, the earthbenders, and then the fire and waterbenders with the group. Uh, Mako and Bolin have the chance to escape, but they decide to actually aid. Um, I'm sorry, who and Bolin? Did I say Mako and Bolin? Yeah, you said, Ma- you so said synonymous. Mako. Yeah, they're, they're just so synonymous. <laughs> but yeah. Um, they go back and they manage to rescue them. Varric, uh, knows how to, like, use a giant power cable to, like, stop the robot suits, and it's a really cool battle with his lava bending versus the robots. And this, children, is when Varric realized he knows how to make an EMP. Yeah, he knocks all the robots out, and they just start the lava bending. It's a crazy fight. Also, you realize how dangerous, uh, Bolin's lava bending is. <laughs> uh, right? It's incredibly deadly to anybody. <laughs> in- incredibly. And he just uses yeah. it like it's nothing. Yeah, but uh, back in the city, they manage to track down Korra using the spirit vine technique again, manages to find the train that has Wu in it. As the team infiltrates and boards, there's like, I love how like modern, like the inside of the trains look. It's just so cool. Oh yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, they um, they file looking for Wu and they manage to find him. We see some uh, Kuvira supporters mask up and attempt to attack them. They managed to knock them out with some... Well, they, they have her, like, the same, um, like, the metal band bending that Kuvira does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, she manages to knock them out with airbending, and they rescue Wu, who's, like, in a big suitcase. <laughs> right? Am I he, dead? Yeah, they, yeah, it's so good. But, like, they managed to get him on top of the roof, and, of course, they have a classic rooftop battle where they just are all bending at each other. It's a really cool-ass fight. They realize that they are stuck, so they do, do they uh, jump off of the side of the train, right? Uh, yeah, Cora uh, just literally like air bends around them and is like, "Jump!" Yeah, and they all just land safely, and they're like, "Oh my god, that was insane!" And they are like, they're all uh, they get back on land, they're all like, "Man, this is too ridiculous!" And uh, what's it called? Wu is just like, "I need to get a nice safe zone because that was absurd." And then they all hug, saying, "This is just like old times. We're finally reunited. We're done fighting with each other. We, it's amazing. We're glad we're back together." And then, what's it called? Wu tries to get in on the group hug, and then Gore just shoves his face away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that bit. Uh, back with Bolin and Varric, they uh, manage to help the people escape. They find that the people are going to try to um, sail to, I think, uh, they're all trying to go to Republic City. Uh, Varric says he doesn't want to get on that nasty little boat, but they <laughs> Bolin forces him onto it as they set off on that trail. And then the final shot of the episode is uh, we see Batar Jr. in Foggy Swamp measuring somehow the spirit energy from the crazy Banyan Grove tree. And he shows Kavir, like, oh, this is what we need to do. And, like, this is, they show the entire tree of the swamp, uh, like, the heart of the tree. And it's, like, that's what they're going to be harvesting. And that is the final image of the episode. All well, the airships around it. Well, uh, forgive me, Matt, but you forgot another key part. What? Where did they take Wu? What about Will? Where did they take him? You forgot oh, to mention taking... where they took him. 
Oh yeah, you're right. You're, they've taken him to go to uh, Asami's estate where Mako's family is being taken. Yes. Yeah, and they meet the grandmother who faints at the sight of another royal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But either way, um, okay. So since we're now at the end of the episode, first off, I love how like I, I just love how fourth party Wu is. Yeah, how like just, a dish, how extra. <laughs> yeah, how just like and they even like put it on thick because it's like after Wu got saved, ah, oh, thanks Mako, you're gonna get a raise. Thank Korra, she saved you. She actually found you. Ah, Avatar, I don't know how I can repay you. How about a date? Wait, yeah, really? Cool. <laughs> and and when he goes in for the hug, and Korra just like immediately just like no. <laughs> yeah, she's. There's, it's just so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and of course we we got to see more uh, Bolin Varric moments. Not as yeah, we got to see not how as, powerful Bolin was. Oh, great. oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as powerful as say you know the second season where it was like a lot of just them. But oh yeah, yeah. But it was still really it was still really fun just to see the terrible twins at it again. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that pairing is hilarious too. They're just two great comedic characters, like completely outside of the main party. It's just so good. Right, right. Uh, but oh, still, um, any more thoughts on this one? Uh, this episode, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I love that. Like I said, the, the first half, like the the team Avatar just being back together. Was oh a great yeah, thing. dude. Honestly, when they when Korra went back to Republic City, I was too excited. I was like really happy. Yeah, also being back in Republic City and having an adventure there was fun. The car chase, the train. I love seeing that aesthetic because it's been missing for the last couple seasons. They haven't been really chilling in that city. Oh my goodness, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's so good. Uh, But you ready to go to the next episode? Oh yeah, Um, episode 8, I believe. Yeah, Remembrances. Remembrances. Uh, classic clip show episode. <laughs> oh, yep, that's right. This is the uh, this is the uh, Ember Island players of Legend of Clo- of Korra. Not even Ember Island players was fun. And oh, like a fun what I mean is, it's the recap episode. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Uh, but the um, yeah, I saw in the actually we're talking about the episode. Yeah, we'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, the episode opens at the Sato Estate with Mako trying to teach Wu how to fight. Uh, Wu is a huge wimp and unable to take even a single, not even non punch from Mako. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like eventually, uh, Mako's cousin Yin, who's voiced by friend of the show Greg Sipes, <laughs> and the grandmother join in to see what's going on. Uh, Wu says, "Hey man, like, well, he, this what does he accidentally let it drop that he dated um Korra and Asami?" Yes. Uh, well, he he accidentally Mako accidentally drops that he dated uh, he dated Korra. Yeah, he Wu, hasn't dated Wu's asking a bunch Korra. of questions, and uh, he brings up, "Is there a lady in your life?" And he's just like, "Not av- not since after Korra," and that's yeah, what sparks yeah. this. Yeah, it's when we flash back. This is when the the whole clip show episode flashes back. He talks about when he first met Korra and how rude he was to her, uh, but he thought that she was just like a weird, uh, like, what, a hanger-on before Bolin at the pro-bending match. And then they're, like, making fun of him, like, how would you be so mean to her? And it's just like, he's like, I didn't know who she was. Uh, then it goes on to him bumping into Asami for the first time and realizing that he instantly fell in love with her, despite him being terrible at introductions, as uh, Wu points out. <laughs> And then we, uh, yeah, Yin also keeps making fun of him. Uh, also, the grandmother keeps pointing out about how, like, how flirtatious he is, that he's just like the, <laughs> just like his grandfather. <laughs> just like your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, he goes in from dating Asami and working with the groups to deal with the, uh, 
well, what's his name? Like Amon situation, but then after, before even that, they talk about how that he first kissed her while dating, kissed Korra while dating Asami. And everyone's just like, Jesus Christ, Mako. Right. <laughs> and, he go, and then he goes on to uh, how they started dating and he realized he loved her after Tarlock, uh, uh, after like, well, not Tarlock, way before that. Um, after Amon took the bending away and after she was so depressed, that's when he fell in love with her. But then when, um, what's his name? Her uncle kidnapped her in the second season that they had a huge falling out because he was like trying to be supportive, but she was too mean and it was just a horrible relationship. <laughs> and they broke up in the police station. It was a huge, hilarious blow up. Everyone jokes about how terrible that breakup was. Right. Uh, then they go on to the, blah, 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 blah. it's literally only about his damn relationship with Korra and Asami. And it's terrible. While Korra's missing, he immediately goes on a sting mission with Asami, makes up with Asami during that mission. And they start kind of dating again. Uh, Korra shows up with Amnesia, thinking that they're still dating and they didn't break up. It's literally like an insane, um, like, soap opera drama. <laughs> it, it, it really is. And honestly, and really if just just so you guys know in the uh, that are listening, if you really want to know all of the details, this is in se- back in Season 2 of Legend of Korra. Well, oh, yeah, season yeah, 1, pretty- Season co- 2. Like we said, this is the recap episode, so oh, yeah, forgive it's, it's us if we don't get so like- in-depth with it. Yeah, it's all pop-up video, like like um, just people joking and like making fun of Mako and them. But then after um, Korra comes back with the amnesia, they kind of get back together. At the end, they once again reveal that, no, uh, we're not good for each other. Let's just stay broken up. <laughs> and she realized the memory that they broke up, and it was, uh, it was perfectly fine. Wu says, wow, you're terrible at dating women. I'm going to just stay away from that whole situation. All right, Mako, let's back, get back to training. And then, of course, he just doesn't touch him, and then he fa- uh, Wu faints, and the grandma smacks Mako for being so rough. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and that, yeah, we can talk about this first half. Um, I really wish we had you guys here just talk about how what uh, what a screw up Mako is, and like, I feel like I mean the the, the, episode, the whole concept of this episode was because the uh, budget was low, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, it was not the most high budgeted episode. Oh no, they like they literally made this episode because their their series was coming to an end and they don't wanted to save money and they just did a weird clip show, right? A right, pop up video style clip show. That makes, but that, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I personally like just. How, just like with the Ember Island players, how they were yeah. able to, like, po- like the, the creators were able to poke fun at a lot of different concepts that they themselves made. This is literally just, like, everybody makes fun of Mako moment and point out yeah. all of the flaws that every fan knew about. And it's like oh, the yeah. creators are like, yeah, we know. Don't worry. We'll get to that. And then they got to it. <laughs> yeah, that's very much appreciated. I loved it. Um, There is... One thing, though. Uh, did you have anything else to add, by the way? Um, no, not really. Yeah, uh, neither do I. But before I actually, <laughs> before we get to the second half of this episode, we did fail to mention something in the first episode. Um, what? When Korra does the spirit vines thing, they yeah. ask her how she did it, and she mentions Toph. Oh, does anybody react to it? Yeah, yeah. Mako's uh, Mako's like, wait, you met her? What is she like? And of course, Korra's like she's a she's a really angry, more more uh more horrible person than Lin is, and and he, Mako's like, wait, can that even be possible? And Korra's just like, you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was that was hilarious. Right, it, it was. But the reason why I brought it up is because when we get since now we're cutting back into the second half of this episode, Korra is sitting at Air Temple Island, just mm. looking at the sunset, and Asami brings her tea and 
realizes that there's something wrong. And in what in the last batch of episodes, we may have mentioned that Toph told Korra that the world does not need the Avatar. She's nothing special. And mm-hmm. this is and, and of course, you know, it's been bugging her, and of course Asami's like, that's not true. It pretty much cuts into, you know, Korra talking about how you know, she she got afraid, like, she was really revving up to be the Avatar when she first found out she was the Avatar. And then, you know, everything with Amon happened, where he was doing, like, she first got legitimately afraid when Amon's like, I took your bending away for good. And, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, Korra tried to do many things, and things just kept getting worse and worse. And, and to the point where she even lost her bending, but then Asami comes in saying, but you exposed him. And you exposed him for the fraud he was. Not only that, but because of all of this, you got you finally were able to go to the Avatar state and were able to get your bending back. And, you know, it's like pretty much it's like Korra says something bad about herself. Asami brings up that she did some good. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, of course, Korra brings up, oh, but then there was, uh, then there was uh, Unalak, where... He tricked me into opening the spirit portals, and it was because of me opening up the spirit portals that made Vatu escape and made me lose my past, like my talking to my past lives. Yeah, yeah. And then Asami comes back, comes in saying, "Yeah, but now, but not only were you able to gain power and defeat Unavatu, but now with the spirit portals open, the world's a better place." Because now we have airbenders, and things have been, and you know, with the spirit world being open, things have been more, a little more prosperous. Korra's like, this is true. But because airbenders started coming into the world, we had Zaheer. And he legitimately nearly killed me, and he almost, and he successfully killed the Earth Queen. And of course, uh, and a- after all of this was said, um, we uh, Tenzin quacks in and he goes, "Yeah, you're right. No matter what happens, there's always a bigger threat to the balance. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't let that get you down. It's thanks to you that so much. Yeah, yes, with so much bad, you have you have been there to make the good happen. Yes, you're still trying to get the balance in the world, but you've been doing an extraordinary job with everything you've done." And of course, that's when uh, that's when uh, Korra like is like, "Oh, thanks both of you for talking to me." And then we get, <laughs> yeah, see, you you already know, Matt. We oh, get yeah. literally the best part of this episode. We go to the boat where the refugees and the uh, and the uh, the two best characters are, Varric and Bolin. Oh, of course. After one of the after the firebender guy, um, like the main head firebender guy, tells him Stephen a story. Bloom voice guy. <laughs> yeah, Stephen. Yep, Stephen. Stephen Bloom voice guy talks about some kind of soup that he hasn't eaten in a long time. Varric's like, boring. I have a mover idea that I want. It's gonna be starring Nucktuck in the. Uh, the very true story of Bolin, <laughs> and of course Bolin's like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense." And he's like, "And, and Varric's like, quiet. Let me do the thinking." And yeah. <laughs> oh boy, where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's uh, it starts off with uh, 
It starts off with Varric being like, ah, for, uh, it all starts off in the in the South Pole, where Nuktuk walks over and he's like, where can I find a teacher that teach me these amazing things? Enter the sage, who is uh, the sage, the the scholar, and all in all, the greatest person in the world, sitting in the sitting on the same pillow in a boat, and that was me, <laughs> Varric. Uh, he pretty much he just sums up like how Bolin and he met, and then as all of that's happening, he keeps giving credit to Nuktuk slash Bolin uh, uh, about like how uh, how um uh, how all the bad guys came together. Yes, not only Vatu was about to get freed from the spirit world, but he got enlisted. He was enli- he enlisted. He got enlisted with the help of Zahir, who apparently. It has the ability to call <laughs> Vatu over the phone. <laughs> this whole section is amazing. I, I love it so much. And of course, you know, Vatu's like, hello. And so here's like, ah, Vatu, good good that I caught you at home. So what are we going to do about the Avatar? Vatu's like, I don't know. Maybe we should ask. Oh, by the way, here come here comes Amon, the dead, uh, the zombie of Am- uh, Amon, who can bloodbend. <laughs> and of course, Steve, uh, Steve Bloom, I mean Amon, is like, yes, I'm totally okay with uh, trying to defeat Bolin, because he's super, he's super popular, and he's super strong. But don't, br- don't invite, and then enter, I- insert freaking uh, Unalak, only it's, <laughs> mo- it's mover Unalak, not actual Unalak. Well, like, you, uh, did you catch what uh, Varric says about Unalak, though? It's very meta. <laughs> uh, I forget, actually. He says that, uh, and of course, don't forget, Unalak, the most boring and unpopular of the villains who no one really liked and everybody oh, forgot about. Oh, that's right! I forgot about that! Oh, my yeah, goodness, yes. Very the meta. Most, the most boring and unpopular of them. Oh, my goodness. And of course, it's great because he's like, I know where we can find Bolin with all the ladies. <laughs> and then it pretty much cuts into Bolin and the one, two, two technically, because so far, the only full relationship he kind of had, actually it would be one and a half right now. Um, because right now, well, no, I'd say that I'd say that the the ginger situation, and then the um, Eska, and then also Opal. Well, yeah, the, well, the, <laughs> when, like I said, it, that, that's like one and a half because they and didn't. Cora. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, that was that one did not actually. They had become a date a, that he thought was romantic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not counting that because the episode doesn't count it. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it talks about you know him and Eska, um, uh, but you know we all know how that turned out. It was more like a half relationship anyway. Um, then it talked about like you talked about. Well, it, it shows Ginger, but they don't mention Ginger. But then it yeah, talks yeah, about yeah, yeah. Opal. And of course, Bolin. Mm-hmm. Bolin's like, no, but Opal's not gonna go out with me again because I'm an idiot. And of course, Varric's <laughs> like, dude, chill, will ya? And then, of course, after all of this, after all of this, the the four, the three villains and Unalak, um, are just like, hey, no. are just like, hey, actually, sorry. Amon's like, good, I got rid rid of Unalak, and Unalak's like, oh, ha ha, funny. So how are we gonna dis- the- how are we gonna destroy Bolin? All because it does like the four way pictures where you see all four on the phone, three of them mm-hmm. disappear, and you just see Unalak, and he's just like, hello, 
Hello. You hear like a you hear the hang up dial over the phone. Uh, it is. It's it's dumb, but it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. but then, then of course, uh, it, it cuts to uh, how Bolin was teamed up with his uh his Nucktuckity buddy and uh, Pabu, and mm-hmm. how apparently when they were fighting when they were fighting Unalak in the spirit world. Uh, Nucktuckity decided to shoot laser beams from his eyes, which was at the exact moment the planets were lining up, <laughs> which in turn freed Vatu. And since Unalak is a clingy individual, they he fuses with Unavatu. He, he, he fuses with Vatu, only for Bolin to have a tender moment with Opal, who forgives him for everything. Totally smooches him and gives him the power of airbending flight. <laughs> and then proceeds to turn giant and defeat Unavatu. Thus, <laughs> the image in the episode is amazing. <laughs> thus, claiming, just making him Bolin, hero of the world. Everyone but Bolin <laughs> applauds this and is like, yes! Bolin's like, None of this makes sense. What about Zombie Amon? What about this? What about that? And one of the refugees is like, dude, chill. It's a mover. Don't take it seriously. It's like a ride. Uh, and uh, that's, that pretty much sums up what happened at that, that second half of the episode. Yeah, the um, the like uh, the message from uh, Varric about not letting facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> oh yes, that, that that's right. The final the final line is don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah. Oh. The, when this episode first aired, I absolutely hated it. I was super pissed about it. A lot of people were. But um, the bit at the end with all the villains talking on the phone absolutely like cracked me up. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, for, I couldn't first, handle it at all. First off, we we already talked about it, but I still love the uh, the pointing out all of Mako's flaws. Like every time, oh, yeah, yeah. every time he breaks up with Asami, it's like, dude, you didn't break up with Asami. You literally cheated on her. And Mako's yeah, like, no. <laughs> no, it was complicated. Yeah, He's with he's with uh, Asami. He cheats on her with Korra. He's with Korra. He cheats on her with Asami, and then they both just ditch him finally. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Remember, he legit broke up with Korra twice. Yeah, but after cheating on her with actually, well, technically, yeah, I was uh, gonna say com- he, it he, is complicated. He's literally, he literally <laughs> on only break. cheats with Asami for Korra, but with Korra, he respects her enough to actually break up with her uh, to yeah, go back to Marcus. Asami. Mako sucks. So. Yeah, 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 Mako sucks, and the only reason why he doesn't sucks suck as much as he always does is because Wu's there. Yeah, um, and also all the uh, the cute scenes with um, Korra and Asami just like yes. being friends and getting along. I like as opposed I, I, to yeah, I like the I like those scenes. I because I, you know you barely in even in season two and some of season three you barely got to see like Korra and Asami scenes. Now yeah, we're actually they're, they're making out. up for lost time, quite literally. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see them like bonding. But yeah, this the second half of the episode, the uh, Bolin stuff was hilarious, and I loved it. The, that's the only part I really like laughed at, but I still like hated that they did an annoying clip show near the end of the series. Everyone well, was really pissed about it. <laughs> right, right, because it, I mean, unlike the Ember Island players, where it legitimately was like a recap only performed by other people. 
Yeah, it was more fun. Yeah, it, it, it was more fun and entertaining. This was literally just a clip show. I can see why this is not the strongest episode. But I oh, think, yeah, yeah. but in my opinion, all the little bits in between, especially the Mako and most definitely the Varric, just everything of that last scene with Varric telling that entire thing made up for it. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was worth it. That was very good. Oh, wow. But yeah, that, I, that the episode in day is always very difficult to like appreciate. But when you after you get from a distance from it, it's more enjoyable. But uh, ready to get to the last one? Yes, I am. Episode nine, Beyond the Wilds. Wilds. Um, we get Shiro talking about hey, you know, the Avatar is back, and every and, and you know after they they after she and some of Team Avatar got back together. Everything seemed to be okay, except now. Except now, you know, we the audience know that Kuvira is doing something in the in the uh, swamps. Meanwhile, Bolin is, and Varric are still traveling, but they saved a bunch of refugees. Um, so pretty much that's what it sums up to. And we mm-hmm. start off in Republic City with a tour group led by Ryu, aka. The basement dweller who didn't want to leave his house. <laughs> yeah, he, did he have he had blonde hair back then, right? No, he had uh, he had black hair. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, which blonde. which actually, sorry, get, I'll get on topic after the first half. I'll I'll mention. But anyway, um, so Ryu literally has a bunch of cards because he he's giving the tour and his mom's just like oh he's the best ever he finally got he got out of the house and got you know is doing all wonderful things for the world isn't that right honey and his dad apparently who we've never met who looks uh, who by the way Ryu looks exactly like his dad um <laughs> it's just like eh, he has a job at least so <laughs> Ryu is literally the tour guide that just reads the cards and does nothing else. Ugh. He is an air alkaline now. We see that though. What? What? What was we that? We see that he actually. We actually see that he is an air acolyte now. He oh yes, yes. That, that, that is yeah. the, that is the other thing. He is an air acolyte. The one thing he was not okay with, but now apparently he is. Um, well, because he was forced to. Anyway, he's giving the tour, and as he's giving the tour, talking about like you know the vines that are from the spirit wilds and everything like that. One of the vines starts moving, and like one of the one of the people taking the tours is like, hey, "Are we in the spirit world now?" No. Uh, oh wait, not not just anybody. It's the uh, yellow shirt background extra from season one. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it is the yellow shirt guy. And because uh, <laughs> yeah, l- let's be honest, he's pretty much almost in every episode. I say almost. In the first season, yeah, yeah in the yeah. first season, season. but now including the, all the equalist rallies, yep. <laughs> the races. And now, and and now we actually get to see him with a more prominent role, asking if they're in the spirit world. No, being the most annoying uh, person in a group tour. Yeah, group. literally being the one guy in the tour that's asking all the annoying questions. Like, is the spirit world beneath us? Where's the spirit world? What's that thing? I'm gonna poke it. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, which actually brings me up to the next point. Where he's like, hey, why is that vine coming to us? Ryu's like, this isn't in the notes. He's like, and first instinct, I'm going to poke it with a stick. Like, no, <laughs> don't. Vine's, uh, vine gets poked with stick, instantly entra- ensnares and pulls a yellow-shirted guy from 
season one away. And of course, he's like, oh, no. Ryu's like, no, I'll save you. Tries to airbend and it doesn't work. And as he's trying to airbend the one vine, vines come and virtually take everyone else from the uh, from the uh, tour. Cut to Air Temple Island, where Korra is, you know, feeding Naga some treats. And all of a sudden, we, uh, Opal's just really bummed out. Korra's like, hey, what's wrong? And Opal's like, I'm worried about what hap- what Kuvira did with my pa- with my mom and dad, and no one seems to care except for me. Korra's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now listen, we all care. We just need to actually have a plan. We can't just go in guns blazing. And we don't even know what she's doing right now, so... And th- thus, Janora comes in. Yes, Master Janora comes in <laughs> and is like, hey... I felt this really, really big, uh, like, surge of spirit energy. And, of course, they go to where the tour was, and there's no one there. And, uh, you know, Opal's like, are you sure that you felt something? And uh, Janora's like, look, yes, I did. I, I couldn't I couldn't doubt it. Um, Cora, you probably felt something, too, didn't you? You could probably, like, feel what's going on, right? Cora's like, no, but I can try to at least understand what's going on, does the spirit vine thing, and finds out Kuvira's at the at the swamp. And she's mm-hmm. like, uh-oh, we gotta tell people this. We gotta let the... We gotta tell Raiko. Speaking of Raiko... Oh, okay, as as uh, as uh, Korra goes to talk... Uh, and Opal go to talk to Raiko, Janora continues searching for Ryu. At yep. City Hall... Raiko has met with Chief Beifong, uh, Ur- Ur- technically Earth King, but not really Wu. Don't know why he's. <laughs> I don't know why he's there. Tenzin, and for the first time ever, we get to see Fire Lord Izumi. You. Side note: Really freaking happy that we finally get to see Zuko's daughter. Yeah, I'm glad she finally gets to do something in the series. Back on track. Uh, Raiko and everyone are talking about what they should do, except for Wu, who's trying to be like Bo Lin and give a ridiculous, uh, like, idea, but he's not as charming and he's not as funny as Bo Lin. Um, as all that's happening, Korra and Opal walk in because they were gonna say, hey, something's wrong. And, of course, there, you know, there's, oh, everyone's here? Korra's like, um, you invited Wu, but not me? Tenzin's like, whoa. <laughs> Tenzin's like, hey, whoa, whoa. You just got back after three years. Take it easy. Let us try to handle this. And Korra goes, but woo and not me? <laughs> Raiko gets upset because they're you know, interrupting an important meeting and blah, 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 blah. But then, cut to, uh, cut to the same room, only walking in this time, is Varric and Bolin. Everyone's just like, Wait, what? Except for Raiko, who's like, hey, they're traitors. Arrest them. And as they're getting pulled away, uh, Bolin's like, we are not on her side anymore. We're the... We have top secret info. Immediately, everyone's just like... Immediately... Immediately, everyone was like, oh, um, we should listen to them. And even Varric's like, dude, we should have just started with that. Um... And then, of course, they describe that Kuvira is making a super weapon, and Korra is like, "Oh, 
So they're doing using the spirit vines, aren't they? And Varric's like, yeah, how'd you know that? Cora, Cora explains that she felt the spirit vines and it, it, it felt, the, felt the spirit vines and found out that Kovira's at the spirit, the big, uh, what kind of tree was it? Uh, the Banyan Grove tree. Banyan Grove tree, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in the, was at the Banyan Grove tree. And Raiko is like, okay, we gotta stop her. We're gonna do a preemptive strike. Lin's like, yes, I support this decision. Tenzin's like, we can't. We can't just do a preemptive strike. Strike. We gotta wait this out. If you do a preemptive strike, the airbenders will not be a part of it. And then Izumi, the Fire Lord Izumi, is like, yeah, mm-hmm. Fire Lord, the Fire Nation will not be involved if you do a preemptive strike either, because we've been through enough. We've been starting nonsense wars for so long. We can't have. We can't be part of starting another war. So if you're going to do a preemptive strike, Fire Nation's out. So Raiko's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. We'll stay on the defensive. May do some reconnaissance every once in a while, but we will protect our borders. Izumi accepts these terms and is like, okay, you'll have our help with that. Meanwhile, outside, <laughs> Bolin and Opal, number one. Ugh. Um, Bolin's like, look, I'm sorry. I know you tried to tell me what was going on, and I didn't listen. I thought we were doing all these things. And uh, I thought we were doing all this good, but really, she was crazy, and Opal was just like, yeah, but it's way too late for an apology, dude. And then Lynn's like, uh, Lynn is like, hey, Opal, come here a second. Gotta talk to you alone. And Lynn goes, okay, look, we can't, we can't do it. We can't let this happen. They're literally just sitting on their hands waiting for who knows what to happen when my sister... And her husband are behind enemy lines right now. I know you are definitely not okay with this. So why don't you and I do something about it? Let's go, let's go and do a top secret mission. You can't really, let's not invite anyone else either because this is a family matter. So family should be able to take care of it on their own. And of course, Opal is very okay with this. And then of course... Uh, we uh, and then of course we get a uh, Bolin Mako moment. Yes, Bolin's back, so he finally gets to say hey to everyone. Um, so so he goes over and of course, um, you know, Korra's just like, hey, you know, I'm glad I, I, I'm glad to see you're okay. And Mako's like, you know, he, she, she's like, yeah, I feel I feel bad because I tried to save everyone, but it, it it's kind of my fault. But Bolin's like. I, I I was a part of Kuvira's plan, thing. If anyone, I should be the blame. Then of course, there's Bolin and Mako. Mako is really, you know, like, oh hey, um, how you doing, brother? And Bolin's like, look, what I said to you when we first met after a while, I was an idiot. Please let please forgive me. I I I didn't know what I was talking about. And then they do what all brothers do. They hug it out. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the spirit wilds, Janora finds a camera of one of the uh, of one of the of one of the tour guides uh, tourist groups, and as she's doing that, you know she gets she gets uh, found out by some vines, and the vines go to attack. She tries to you know 
she tries to uh, attack them with airbending, but then she gets wrapped up. And then she's like, oh, she's like, okay, uh, I, I have an idea kind of thing, because she astral projects herself out and to where Korra and Mako and them are. And she's like, Korra, help, but I forget what exactly happens, but it doesn't, it gets cut off. Mm-hmm. And of course, Mako sees this as well, saw this as well, and he's just like, yeah, okay, Korra, we got, we got to help him out. And then, of course, so after they do the help him out, um, they, we, we go to the Spirit Wilds again, where Lin and Korra, and uh, I think Mako is there too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Lin, Korra, and uh, Mako are there, and you know they see the vines and everything, and they're trying to retrace the steps. And uh, of course, as they're retracing steps, um, they get attacked by vines. Mako tries to do some fire bending mm-hmm. and all this, and um, it doesn't work. So, they, but they get they run towards a building and they enter a building where they get sealed off pretty much. They hold off the vines, but they're literally like stuck in this building. And then we see something very bizarre. They tur- Korra turns around and says, "Guys, I think I found them." And you see literally these giant green like bulbous pods or cocoons or something with the yeah, people yeah. in it. And that's the first half of the episode. Yeah, I was gonna say you were very choppy in and out. You don't have anything like any streams or anything open, do you? I have nothing <laughs> open except for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're cutting in and out a little bit there, but yeah. Um, I mean, is it is it bad enough where we might episode. have to record? No, no, the recording should be fine. I'm just that's why I'm not talking any. I can barely. You're cutting off for like a little bit of segments, but the record should be able to pick everything up. Okay. Good. But uh, yeah, the first yeah the first episode episode is very interesting. I love that we actually get to see Azumi do anything, even if it is her saying she's not going to do anything. <laughs> well, now I'm just glad that she's not just one of those characters that is just. Oh, I'm Zuko. I mentioned I have a daughter. That's it. Oh, she's the no, fi- yeah, sorry. She's, she's the Fire Lord. That's it. No, she yeah. actually has a role. And even though we only have four more episodes after this episode, I really want to know if she does anything cool. Now we'll have to wait for the four episodes to see. Of course. Um, and also, I like uh, <laughs> poor Bolin, man. Poor Bolin. Yeah, he he chose the right side. <laughs> He chose <laughs> yes, yes. Things, things he, turned out wrong. Yeah, as like, I say, yeah, yes, we, we uh, get it. He chose the correct side and is now going back to the losing side. But yeah, but like I love that he actually is like very repentant. But I like that arc for him actually joining the antagonist of the series, like and then like actually suffering for it and actually coming back around everyone. Also, we finally have the entire team Avatar back together. Oh my god, yes, we do. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, it's great. Also, the crazy spirit thing and seeing that like weird uh, anti-bending annoying guy being annoying and finally having some screen time. <laughs> right. Uh, the the, the so angsty funny. teen. Yeah, and I was, saying, I was talking about the uh, the extra, the yellow shirt. Oh, yellow yeah, yellow shirt, shirt guy. guy. Yeah, dude. How can you not like yellow shirt uh, guy? Equalist guy. Yeah, like, I'm ironically because he's such an idiot and annoying. <laughs> right. But anyway. But like, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, it's yeah. just so far, everything about this episode, I am... I'm I'm loving, especially this whole like, why are the spirit vines going away? Because I mean, we know it's because of Kuvira, but like, how yeah, yeah, wh- how are they how, gonna? Yeah, doing. exactly. We don't know what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, oh yeah, but I was gonna say we'll find it, that out soon. Uh, did you have any more comments? 
Um, no, the spirit pod, the weird like pod people thing was really bizarre and weird looking. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> it's very weird. Well, then, if, I, I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, if there's nothing else, um, what happens in the second part? All right, let's see. Mako says they want to try to cut them out, but they say that they are tied to the spirit world, so they cannot. But Korra decides to attempt to meditate to enter the spirit world and try to communicate with them there or communicate with the plant. Uh, but she fails when she sees a vision of Zaheer attacking her once again. Also, the poison once again infect affecting her, even though it was supposedly was entirely removed. Uh, she still doesn't know if she didn't get it all out or what the heck's going on. Uh, she goes back into the real world and tells Mako that Zaheer seems to be blocking her from the spirit world somehow. Uh, she leaves and tells Tenzin that she wants to visit him, Zaheer, in prison. He says no, and she says she needs to. You need to have faith in her. Uh, but she persists, and he tells her where the prison is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Lo loyal listeners. Zaheer it might have an appearance again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back with Bolin, uh, Pabu finally reunites. It's very adorable. Oh, my he goodness. He talks to Pabu about a plan for winning Opal over. Uh, Oogie number He's two. Uh -huh. He sends Pabu with a note that scares Opal. <laughs> she runs to find Bolin, setting up a picnic. The note said that he had broken both of his legs, and, his <laughs> and he says, like, oh, I just wanted to have a nice time. But she still refuses to forgive him. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Not, she doesn't just refuse. She really just hammers it in. Oh, yeah, about every single thing that he's done wrong, joining Kuvira, all the evil that Kuvira's done, her brother betraying them, and, her family being kidnapped. And, it's a very long, very cool uh, scene. And the best part about it was, after all was said and done, she just looks and is like, I'm sorry, you had to see that, Pabu. I'm like, yeah. ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Very, very funny scene. But yeah, Raiko is at a meeting with Asami and Varric. Uh, Varric is gloating about how he's back into the city, and Raiko's like, I can't believe I'm back in here, even after you kidnapped me. And he's like, oh, allegedly. Asami's like, oh yeah, allegedly, like everything you do, everything illegal that you do is allegedly. <laughs> and he says, I need the two of you to work together to deal with this Kuvira situation. Uh, Varric is trying to milk uh, everything he can out of the situation. Like, hey man, you know, it's great. Uh, you guys really need me, huh? Uh, Raiko says you guys need to work together. Asami's like, ugh, fine. But then, like, uh, Varric goes in for a handshake. She actually does the whole, like, nerf pinch on him. <laughs> Just tell him, don't screw up. Uh, in the mountains, we see the crazy prison that Zaheer is inside of. It's like a, a, a once again, trusting the White Lotus to not screw this up. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a huge steel mountain. It's a huge mountain inside of a huge steel prison. You go down a huge elevator, and it's like a whole stone room. Where he is strapped to the ground. It's super heavy security, super heavy doors. It's really, really cool. <laughs> Dude, actually, oh, when... Uh, sorry, not, not going to get off topic. I'll wait until we're done. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, Mako says he wants to go, but Korra says she needs to go alone. So she goes, and we see that Zaheer's appearance is back to what it looked like at the beginning of uh, season three, back when he had like the long hair and the long beard. It's very, very cool. Yes. Like old school. He's just floating in chains, just completely chill. Korra's like, you have no power over me, and then he just does a whole, like, scare and fly at her, and she freaks out, and he's like, oh, see, I still do. Uh, she goes over all the mistakes that she made, saying that, like, uh, despite all that he did led to Kuvir, which is worse than, like, the a literal opposite of his whole goal, which is a very cool thing to see. Uh, they say that he says that he agrees to help her, they were enemies, but in this they have the same enemy, so they need to work together. They go into the spirit zone, where, uh, spirit war zone, spirit world, where she once again sees the evil version of him, 
but she has to like overcome it and she's she talks about how she's actually incredibly powerful she fought off that mercury poisoning she's way more stronger than she believes she is he gives her a lot of really cool encouraging words and it's really really dope uh they talk about how all the spirit energy inside of her and how she needs to do this it's really really cool she offers to lead or he offers to lead her through the spirit world and but she doesn't trust him at first uh, they try and drift in, but she's right back at the fight. She guides her, and they break through the whole flashback. He leaves and disappears after she's finally there, and she finally reconnects with Rava, flying through the spirit world and to the tree pod. Rava tells her that, yeah, Rava's alive, everybody, it's great. Uh, Rava tells her to bend the energy of the spirit itself because she is more powerful even without her bending in the spirit world. Uh, they do they succeed, they dissolve the spirit portal and allow everyone to return to the real world. Uh, everyone gets out of the weird, crazy goo pods. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's like really cool scene of everyone succeeding and releasing. Uh, we see the weird um, like emo kid being like, oh, I feel all spirity. It's really <laughs> bizarre. And uh, anyway, sorry, the, the, the way he said that it just made me go, Ugh. Yeah, it's like, I feel all spirity, dude. They're all gooey and it's gross. Uh, Janora meets up with Tenzin and they thank Korra for what she's done. Korra says that she won't forgive what, forget what Zaheer said or did, but she's ready to move on finally. Um, the final scene of the episode is when we see Opal and Lynn preparing to go on their crazy mission. Uh, Bolin comes up once again, ready to apologize, and she says, Fine, I'll trust you, I'll forgive you if you come with us on this one crazy murder mission for Kavira. <laughs> and that is where the episode ends. Okay, so the few things I was going to point out. First off, um, yeah. first, first off, why does Ryu have hair? He's an air acolyte. He's not supposed to have hair. Oh, they don't need to shave. Also, yeah, you were like super cutting out, dude. I'm not going to be able to respond to most of the <laughs> your stuff. How about now? I'm still really cutting out. I have no idea what's going on on my end. I don't know. I, I, who knows? Hmm. Strange. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go on about your thought. Yeah, you go off about yeah, your Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're right. I forgot that uh, shaving was a uh was an optional thing but the second thing was i really liked how zahir's prison was pretty much hannibal lecter in red dragon Mm. really of all the hannibal lecter movies is in prison at some point (laughs) well well right i'm just i'm just saying that like it was more like and like the whole scene where like i'm not afraid of you unlike red dragon where Hannibal Lecter does the run up till he can't like go any further, and the protagonist just stands there and is just like actually not afraid. It was the opposite. Zaheer flies until he can't go forward anymore, and Korra literally gets scared. I'm like, I, I like this. Yeah, very vulnerable moment for Korra, which she needs. So like, she's still growing. Plus, it's really appreciated. Plus the fact that well, Zaheer actually played the part of a good guy rather than a bad guy this time. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really cool to see an actual antagonist become back as a good guy. That's the first time I think in this series. <laughs> for wait, for, for oh, first time in this series. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, in this series. Well, yeah. no, no, second time, second guy, second time. Who? Um, uh, uh, hold on a second. Uh, Escon does not. No, 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 no. Um, uh, frick, Amon's brother. Anoa talk. Oh wait. Uh, yeah, Noatok, right? No, not no. Noatok was Amon's real name. Her. 
it oh, starts with Tarlock. Tarlock, yes. We said it. We said it the last time. Yeah, we said it the last episode. <laughs> yeah, Tar Tarlock. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say he came back as an ally. He kind of just killed them both. <laughs> well, no, no, that. But he he got trapped by uh, Amon, and he helped Korra by telling him about uh, telling her about the past. Yeah, I guess suppose. Yeah, so, yeah. so it was it was like a redemption arc in, in a sense. Mm. Only for only for us here, it was more of a like you know the enemy of my enemy is uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Oh yeah, kind of thing. Hmm. But still, um, what about your thoughts? Uh, I liked the whole. I love the whole Zaheer thing. I love seeing his crazy heavy prison of all the crazy metal and the earth and everything around him was very cool. Uh, I love Henry Rollins and everything that he's in because he's such a cool actor and cool singer and everything. But like, yeah, just seeing him come back and being so crazy evil and just like, I, I was curious too because I completely forgot that we actually see him again. Right, I right. For, and I'm, I'm so glad he actually came back and he actually was useful and he actually did help Korg get over her whole like. Uh, the whole the whole problem she's had this entire season of like the mental block of him be him all the villains being so traumatizing to her right and this is something you, like yeah yeah we like like uh, we never get in the first series because like they are all huge horrible events but like Korra's moved on past them and it's really it's so joyful to see right and I did like the fact that it wasn't just oh she had a little bit more metal in her no it was she personally had to get over what uh, Zahir did not necessarily forget about it but just get over it kind of thing. I like that that's the approach they went with her overcoming that and going to the spirit world again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a really good batch of episodes, <laughs> despite one being a clip show. Yeah, yeah uh, right, yeah. right. Agreed. Um, But, yeah, that's all three episodes for this episode. Yeah, I really like the, the, the season. Like I said, this season is still my favorite season of all of Korra. Uh, and I'm going to love the final episodes, because also, uh, I didn't get a chance to mention it, but this, uh, as of this recording on, what is it, April 7th? Yeah, April 7th. Yeah, just the day before, uh, Gabriel, or, uh, Sashelle Gabriel and Jeanette Varney just did a reading of the post-season 4 comic Turf Wars on Twitch, and I really wanted to watch it, but I didn't get a chance. Also, I told Ben he shouldn't watch it because there's major spoilers for after this season. Oh yeah, dude, I, I've avoided the comics, the Korra comics, like the plague, because oh, I know, too, yeah. because I know they take place, just like with the Avatar, the last Airbender ones, they take place after the entire series. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's it's um yeah like the the just like with the uh, current you know COVID nineteen situation I keep playing COVID for some reason Warhammer reference, but uh the effect that it's still going on we're probably going to postpone the finales of Young Justice and this until we can record in person because the core episode of course as tradition we want to have a couple of guests on for that one right and I mean and this, these, this recording these are the method is too complicated <laughs> yes it is um and I mean. They're, they're the finales. We gotta treat them with more grandeur than this. Yeah, yeah, especially the Justice one. It's like a batch of five episodes we gotta do for mm-hmm. that one. And, the and then the yeah. batch of four episodes for Korra. Yeah, that's right. There's four more episodes that we have to cover. But, yeah, yeah it just... And we wanna, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, hey, um... Oh yeah, oh, so no. just like, we're gonna hold those, we're gonna hold off on uh, recording those for a while until we can do them all in person. Yeah, so again. I mean, and then we will be announcing our following series that we're gonna be doing yes, for the next season. For, yeah, for the, for the next season. That's right, because after these after these two finales, season one of Action Tune Bros will be done. Yeah, well, we might go on a little bit of a hiatus after that to avoid, we can catch up on the shows for the episodes. But right, right, we'll see about that too. 
Well, yeah. either way. Also, this recording was supposed to be shorter than normal and it ended up being longer than the last episode. <laughs> well, you're going to still cut out all of the blocks and stuff, so it still can oh, be short. No. I have like I have so many. I'm just going to leave it in and the, the the listeners can deal with it, I guess. <laughs> no. That's horrible. Yeah, we'll see. That's a horrible idea. Yeah. Anyway, hey, speaking it'll, of horrible speaking of horrible ideas, since I still don't have any plugs, what are your plugs? Uh, how do you still not have plugs? We've been like recording for almost a year. <laughs> mm, has it been almost a year? Yeah, this is episode thirty, so at least thirty weeks. Huh? Yeah, you're yeah, right. A single one, actually, and not even counting the specials and the movie. <laughs> huh? Ah, yeah, it's almost yeah. That's that, almost thirty. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, sorry. Your plugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plugs, Matthew Lewis P on Twitter, Matthew Lewis Podcasts on YouTube and Patreon. Uh, you know where to find the Spotify link and the iTunes link and stuff. There's only place they can get analytics. So hit up those places, leave reviews and junk. Uh, oh, yeah, I uh, forgot Minotaur King. Listen to that. Still going strong probably at this point even. Uh, that's on me. All right. Well, hopefully this episode wasn't too odd for all of you. Um, and, like, and, and like we said, this is the only episode that we're going to be doing like this. At least until yeah. we get another like another COVID nineteen incident, but crossing fingers yeah, we, that won't happen. Yeah, yeah, we gotta be safe. Everyone, be safe out there. Enjoy the social isolation. Get some good video games and some good shows. Catch up on Young Justice and Korra for for just yeah. Um, and even though a lot of people like to hammer the whole social distancing, please practice that. And mm. if you go if you go out to like go to the store or something, and you happen to have like a mask of some sort. Please be considerate and please wear one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I know some of you are, you know, probably unfortunately laid off from your jobs until further notice. Stay strong. This whole this whole thing, hope hopefully, crossing fingers and toes right now, will mm-hmm. bl- will be done sooner than any of us can think, and we can just get on with our natural lives. Just stay strong. Yeah. Just stay strong and stay positive are the two important things. Absolutely. All right. So, ready to sign off, Ben? Yep. Um, from us here at Action Tomb Bros headquarters to let's you guys. Try to keep, let's try to let's try to sync this up with the uh, keep it sleazy. Oh, come on, dude. Oh, yeah, you, you, uh, oh, 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 oh. I thought you were gonna say something, and then okay. Anyway, yeah. Let's try this again, shall we? One, two, three. Yeah. One, <laughs> let's try to sync this two, up for a second, sync us. Three. One. Okay. Keep it sleazy. Okay. What the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All this hey, in. hey, 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 Matt, Matt. Yeah, yeah. All right, put your uh, put your hand on the space bar and uh, stop being recording in three, two, one. <laughs>